What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 24. Here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? Doing good. I'm doing good. I just watched uh, Urian Timber's twin brother, uh, Quentin, who moved on from Ajax to U- Utrecht, uh, assist the game-winning goal against Ajax today. That's kind of ridiculous, right? That's yeah, kind of ridiculous. That, that, that happened. Like, Ajax, like, especially now that Ajax are a team in form, yeah, that's a that's a good stat to start the pod because I mean, not a lot of people know about those two those two players and they're both ballers. It's like uh, it's like twin brother Game of Thrones or something. It's it's pretty pretty good <laughs> stuff when you have that, especially with how hot Ajax has been. But anyway, how are you, Alex? Everything's going well. Well, everything's going well, like especially seeing Felix bowling yesterday. Yeah. But we'll yeah. mention that more ahead. Yeah. Uh, and. I'm very excited to be saying that our first topic is a huge excitement for me. So I'm really happy, meaning that it's the top five center backs in the world. Who are they? Like, that's the big question, Bretton. Who are they? So could you help me out here? (laughs) Oh, good God. Uh, I have to start, uh, you know, we, we did this the last time, right? Current versus peak form. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to go just straight type top five or do you want to start number five and move on? Yeah, up? Let's go. With, let's go with a five. Let's okay. go with the five. All right. And I know you do like a blend of peak and current. I'm going to just do all current form. And then at the end, I will give you from, from the top, my peak form top five, but, uh, here we go. My fifth current form is Milan Skriniar of Inter Milan, okay? And that's not even with him being the best uh, in form for Inter so far this season. But we all expected a drop. We all expected a drop in form from Inter. And I remember you telling me when I was saying, you know, Lukaku's gone. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You said, no, no, no. Stefan De Vries, Milan Skriniar, Alessandro mm-hmm. Bastoni form are still there. And they form mm-hmm. probably the best asset that Inter Milan has and uh, I just love, I've loved Skriniar since he's uh, moved to Inter. Um, it's taken him some time to get his feet in Serie A, but the last couple seasons, I don't think he's gotten a- enough credit for what he's done. He's so strong. Uh, he's making more of the right decisions these days. He made a couple goal line clearances um, earlier this season, especially I think yeah. midweek, he made a big one. But his, his ability to read the game has gotten so much better. And the kid's only, I think he's 26, 25. Mm-hmm. So uh, he forms kind of this triumvirate of uh, inter defenders. I'm I'm very very excited about. But Skriniar is the, the the cream of the crop. I'd say. I mean, what do you think about that? I think like he's definitely one of the secret sauces at Inter yeah. Milan for sure. I'd say the best player at Inter, in my opinion, is Nicolo Barella. Sure. But sure. Well. Skriniar is is definitely one of the most important. Yeah. So. Very good, very good take in the, in the top five. And I'm going to say I snubbed him. I snubbed him in my top five. Okay. So yeah. my number five is a lot of Man United fans are going to love this one. And it's Rafael Varane. Okay. My number five is Varane. I think the reasons why is he's very complete. Okay. I think a lot of people tend to focus on Sergio Ramos, which mm-hmm. it's fair because Ramos was a leader at Real Madrid. But Rafael Varane was crucial. And now at Man United, being a complete centre-back that he is, I expect a change in him. And he's going to be more of a leader. And I see him being a top five, no doubt, 
ahead of Sergio Ramos at PSG. I know he needs to come back from injury, but yeah, I, I can see it happening. So, I, I, I just finishing to that, all he needs to leave to for us to see Varane <laughs> at the highest potential. There okay? it is. <laughs> it is true. Like, I just wanted to end with that because truth is, Varane with Oli is very different of, with, of Varane with Zidane. That mm. is a fact. It's two different players. So, yeah, I want Varane's years to be the best. So, yeah. well, there you and, go. And the good thing is, is he's not that old, right? He's been through pretty mm. much, he's, he's what we call, right, a grizzled vet. He's been through everything and he's grown along the way. And, uh, you know, he, he, he seeped all he could off of Sergio Ramos. Um, and yeah, he is. He's a complete, complete player. And in peak form, he's actually number four for me. Uh, but he's not, mm -hmm. he's my snub. Uh, but I, I honestly believe he's going to grow current form wise to obviously be one of the leaders at, at Man United and continue to move forward. But you're right. Solskjaer and United seem like a team of individuals right now, or I, I shouldn't say team. I should say a, a collection of individuals that don't exactly act as a team currently. And, well, um, you know, and this decision-making too, yeah. Martin, I'll be honest. We know, everybody knows that watches Man United, Lingard deserves more than 10 minutes in that Everton game. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, Lingard deserves to be the first sub because he's hot. He's, yeah. in, he's, in, he's, in, he's in form. Yeah. And if you're benching Ronaldo, okay, put him in the second or third. Put Lingard that he's in form. Yeah. So yeah, that, it's, that, that Lingard, you shouldn't uh, even bench Ronaldo. Like that's, that's that, 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 yeah. that is, I, like, don't, I don't understand that. The best teams in the Premier League, who wins the Prem? Plays yeah. with the best team the majority of times. Yeah, it, make, it makes no sense whatsoever. I'm in complete agreement with you because you're, what, like 10 games into the season and you're already you're already doing the whole load management bull crap? <laughs> I mean, come on, he's Cristiano Ronaldo. The, the, the kid, the, the, the kid, the, the, the kid. guy, the, the, the guy does so much work in the offseason to, to get a 45-minute breather. I mean, you knew he was going to find the field. Just start the, like, let him keep Everton at bay. And sure. I, I, it doesn't, that made no sense to me whatsoever. And that's like strike two in the last two weeks from Soul Scare uh, on just simple things that I think all of us on the sideline go, um, you know, I, I know I don't have a, uh, you know, top Euro license, but I'm pretty sure this is a crap call. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it just didn't, I didn't understand it whatsoever. And this is why Varane needs yeah. another manager to be really at the top five list. <laughs> yeah. And so. I, I'll, I'll tell you what, we're, we're getting off on it, but I, I agree with you too. Lingard, mm -hmm. Lingard, obviously Ronaldo wouldn't have had that chance mm -hmm. on uh, midweek, right? That late winner for Ronaldo. He wouldn't have had that chance if it weren't for Lingard kind of threading the needle and being able to toe poke it to him. And, uh, and yeah, if he, who knows, man, but Solskjaer is the problem. He is the problem. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, um, there you go. There you go. You want me to go with my number four here in the center yeah. backs list? Yeah. I, I went different here. I really, I, I went in a deep thought here in the center backs list and okay. my number four, I'm going to go bold and it's Tiago Silva. Wow. Okay. He's 37 years old right now. But he's still my number four in the world right now. Wow. Because I'm seeing Chelsea, okay, and another player, Aspiliqueta. Yes. Aspiliqueta and Tiago Silva together, that is leadership and mentorship to every single player on the pitch, vocally, and how they should communicate. Because Chelsea, yeah. when the ball stops, Aspi 
and Tiago Silva are talking to everyone non-stop. So the routines, everything is going well. And this is the reason why Thomas Tuchel comes to Chelsea and everything changes. Yeah. But he has Tiago Silva. He's got Rudiger. Okay, he's got the experience to help him manage to have a proper defense, organized defense. So for that to happen, they needed Tiak Silva. So he's my number four. And mind to say, he's one of the most underrated center backs in the history of football. Tiak yeah. Silva. Yeah. In my opinion, he is. Yeah. It's hard so, to believe he's, what, what is he? He's 37 now? 37. He's still up there. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see him healthy more often, but clearly in the little bit he's played so far this year, he's been his normal quarterback self um, mm -hmm. with that. And the funny thing is, is you're uh your pick of Silva is, is like a perfect segue into my number four pick because I agree with you. The, the leadership shown by Silva, <laughs> the, the leadership, but but that's not my pick. Oh. Tiago, the leadership shown by Tiago Silva, the leadership shown by Aspi uh, for Chelsea uh, it is absolutely vital to why I picked Antonio Rudiger. I, <laughs> I love, I love a bull. I love a bull in the China shop type of approach. And, and that, you know, that is Antonio yeah. Rudiger in a nutshell. I mean, the guy, every, um, every loose ball is life or death to him. Mm -hmm. Right. And I get it. You know, he's, he's sometimes overly aggressive, overly tenacious. Um, but when you have Aspilicueta or you have a Tiago Silva there, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, we might be talking different if Rudiger was part of a different setup, but those, those types of covering, it allows Rudiger to play to his strengths. And those are his strengths, which is That's cleaning true. things up, right? And uh, his form has carried – I just remember him in that Champions League run last year, mm -hmm. right? He was – I wouldn't call him flawless, but you weren't going to get by him. And if you somehow did get by him, he was going to take you and probably your oh, family yeah. down with him. <laughs> um, to, to get by, but like he helped seal that Champions League title for Chelsea last year. And I think his form has carried over. And I really do believe that part of that back three, and I, I do have to get a, give a little shout out to Christensen too, because I, I feel he's been a, a very solid uh, player as well this season. But um, for sure, he's uh, Tuchel has gotten the best out of Rudiger, and I think he's going to continue to. But here's the wrinkle. He likely is the top defender or one of the top defenders heading into a contract year, right? I mean, he yes. he is uh, he's going to be one. I was going to say that. that and was my mention. Yeah, and he's been vocal about wanting to kind of stay at Chelsea, but uh, mm. he also uh, he also doesn't necessarily feel as valued. Ala Madrid. So, yeah. Ala Madrid. Mm. Yeah, or Bayern. You never I know. Mm, I get the feeling Madrid with Alaba, Rudiger. It'd be interesting. That, that that is a good center back duo. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and I have to say, Breton, like it is very understandable you putting Rudiger at number four, mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm playing wise. I think he's better than Tiago Silva, but I think just the overall mentality wise, the impact he has on and off. Yeah, I I put Tiago, but it's it's very good for Chelsea fans that we having the talk of who's the best one. Yeah. and another thing we can mention just to end it. It's Aspie with 7 million or 6 million. Yeah. That is the bargain of the century, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, organized defense at Chelsea. Mm -hmm. So, number three. You want to go with your number three here? 
Yeah, number three. This was tough. This was tough for me. I I am very happy to see him. This is the current form list, and I'm very happy to see him here. I think maybe there's it's a tad too high, a tad too early, but mm. I don't think we can argue that where Virgil Van Dyke is right now mm. is is a lot further ahead than anyone expected. Mm-hmm. Right coming off the injury that he came off of. I think the biggest worry was, you know, Liverpool would just rise to the top right away because he'd get right back to, you know, uh, first-class, first-rate, world-class, you know, playing. He's yeah. had his wrinkles. I mean, Ivan Tony uh, did some did some things to the Liverpool defense, right? But, no, 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 but, but Virgil van Dijk is getting there, and not that he cares what my opinion is. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think by the end of the season – he will be number one because we know that when VVD gets in form, he stays in form generally. Right. Um, so I have him as number three and it's all pretty malleable with this. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it was tough. So don't hurt me in the, in the comments here. Be, be nice. <laughs> be nice. And, I'll be and- honest. Like I'm like thinking here, but that was the big question for me for the number one spot. And you're putting I, I know. number three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, peak, peak form Virgil van Dyke is is number one in my opinion and that we can fight to the death on i'll i'll be honest like yeah it's it's he's still getting back to form and that was a match with brentford that yeah it didn't go all to plan for liverpool but yeah uh understandable at at end two like it was an overall bad game like and it was very unlucky what happened so uh okay so i'm gonna say my number three and my number three please guys it's not because of today (laughs) like really we're going to talk about that afterwards so my it's not because of today and my center back is Merkinj okay the captain of this team full of stars at PSG okay Merkinj for me is the best center back defending in duels in the world you can't get past Merkinj without (laughs) you have no chance right now okay he's just really informed and it's yeah. not just ground duels. It's aerial duels too. Marquinhos is very lethal in both areas, okay? And another thing that makes me put Marquinhos at a top three, not, no doubt, is Marquinhos is for sure wanted by every single uh, top team in the world, okay? Any team starts Marquinhos. Any team in the world. Okay, Marquinhos starts right now because of this that I said of duels and the ball playing ability. Yeah, it's impeccable. Okay, Marquinhos. That's why Marquinhos can play at CDM. Marquinhos' ball playing ability is impeccable, yeah. and that's yeah, that's yeah, why he's and, in my and consider his form was pretty damn pristine over the last few years, even with the weaknesses, glaring weaknesses you saw in PSG's defense, right? Mm-hmm. And those came from the fullbacks. Um, but ultimately with PSG, they went out and they, they've, they've invested in that spot. We won't, we won't mention who, uh, but they've invested in that spot and now they all have to kind of, kind of come together. And, and obviously that, that loss today to Stad Renee, um, that's tough, but it's a long season and something tells me we're going to, we're going to see him gel at some point. And frankly, when you have Messi, you have Neymar and you have Mbappe running the show, um, you should be winning games five, two even if you let up two goals, yeah, uh, not losing two zip. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, that's, that's a, that's a good shout. Uh, I don't have him mm. um, in my top Whoa. five current form, although he would be number uh, three 
for me, peak form, Marquinhos, okay. uh, nestled in between uh, somebody we're going to talk about in a little bit and Rafael Varen. Um, but my number, uh, well, actually, yeah, we're, well, goodness, we're already on two. Okay. He's got a big test moving ahead with, um, with uh, Fiorentina, I think, in a, in a couple hours um, today. But my number two is Kaladu Koulibaly. Okay. Mm. Um, and this, you know, he's, I think, was he a DM before he was moved back to center back? Previously, I'm not sure. Or, I'm not sure. I'll be honest with Kolibali. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I only know him as a center back. Yeah. So my number two is Kolibali, and 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 the biggest reason is because they've conceded two goals this season uh, in Syria. Uh, mm-hmm. They've won all six games uh, to start the season. I know they they had maybe a little hiccup in European play, uh, but I haven't seen anybody better than him currently. Um, and, and everything you just said about Marquinhos, except maybe the, the distribution ability, um, is true about Koulibaly, right? He will, mm-hmm. and he has, he has elements of Rudiger in him and he has elements of, of Marquinhos in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think that when we talk about Van Dyke and we talk about, uh, Ruben Diaz, there's an element of kind of reputational, um, uh, uh, you're like pushing yeah they they get a little bit of a reputational bias because of the teams they play for right napoli because they started hot has allowed all of us to kind of focus our lenses on Kulabali and give him the probably the um the pat on the back he's deserved for some time now mm-hmm. uh so i just think he's when we're talking about incredibly underrated players yeah he's one of them and Obviously, he was a big part of a transfer rumor season uh, over the last 12 to 18 months. So it's not like, you know, other scouts scouts don't <laughs> know about Koulibaly here. Uh, but he has been a very good center back for Napoli this season. And be interesting. If you could have in, uh, a Napoli inter, um, even Juventus is pepping up right now, but mm-hmm. have a really crowded top of the table at Serie A, I think everyone everybody would be here for that. And Koulibaly is going to be the reason they keep their defensive form. It's just whether or not Victor Osimhen can continue to put goals in the net. But Koulibaly's two for me. Koulibaly, like, I'll be honest, I snubbed him in my top five, but it's he's, he's, he's definitely a player that I feel like he's very underrated. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't put him, like, I, because I feel like Varane, Tiago Silva, Marquinhos, but Koulibaly, he's... He's a baller for sure. One of the most underrated players in football. So my number two is actually the only player in this top five, okay, that I feel was Ballon d'Or worthy in a season. Whoa. Okay. Okay. And that's Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. The season that Virgil van Dijk had at Liverpool was a Ballon d'Or worthy season. Okay. I haven't seen a center back having a season like that in recent history. I, I know Sergio Ramos is a he's 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 a legend, one of the top top center back legends. Yeah. But he never had a Virgil Van Dijk season like that, which nobody did a dribble past Van Dijk in a whole calendar year. Yeah. That is insane. Okay, yeah. uh, so he's my number two, and I'm gonna explain why when I sell my number one. But there's a reason why he's the number two, okay? So, and he's the mo- and he's very complete, okay? He's coming back from injury, and I'm just gonna say he's the number two because the number one just isn't injury prone, okay? And Fair that's enough. the truth. That's Van Dyke. That that one season, that the last season, 
that he didn't play for uh, for Liverpool did cost a lot for Klopp yeah. because well, you're not going to have Salah, Mane, you're not going to have all these players at top level for a lot of years. So yeah. three years, one year going is a lot. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, there you go. Liverpool tried their best to replace Van Dijk in, in some capacity last mm. year, and, and th- that just debatable. <laughs> yeah, they, they they tried maybe uh, should have tried maybe a little bit harder, but yeah, what what they go earlier? Reese Williams, Nathaniel Phillips, uh, Joe Gomez before he went down. I mean, just uh, so many injuries last long. season. They took too long, Brett. They, they took yeah. too long. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, and and but Van Dyke in his prime, I can't get that out of his head, and that's why he's number one on my my peak list. And you know what? Someone, <laughs> someone has to give just a small shout out to Joel Maddow because he he's yeah. been he's been pretty solid alongside him this year, and and um and I th- I think that that's going to continue. I mean, I I really do believe that we are headed for a a an amazing Premier League um a fight for the title this year. You know, really like close, not, not, I'm going to run away the last, you know, 12 weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think it's going to come down to a couple points at the end of this season. And well, uh, yeah. Well, if Virgil, Van, if Virgil van Dyke is Batman, Joel Matip is Robin. Okay. That, that, that <laughs> duo is very nice together. He's not better, but yeah. he's really learning and improving with van Dyke. And it's, it's fantastic to see that players can improve. In their old years, okay? It's not just when they're young. He's not too old, but, like, he's not too young. So yeah. he is improving. So that's a really good mention there, Bretton. It so is. Number one. Uh, well, I think you want to say it at the same time? I don't know. What do you want to do here? Should we sing Come Kumbaya? Women is propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> the propaganda. I mean, the way, the way I put it right now is this, he doesn't have to play his best to be the best in the world right now. And, and I think that that, that kind of – that might say it all for me because he's just, he's, yeah. I, you, you know better the qualities that make him the best because you've watched him since he came up uh, Benfica yeah. uh, a whole lot. But like City's only, um, we'll see what happens against Liverpool in a little bit. Uh, but City's only conceded one goal um, so far this season. And, and, uh, and he's, I think it was like 22 goals they've conceded in all of his games uh, for City, Premier League games. In Crazy. 38 or 39 of those games. And I think previous to that, they, they conceded like 40 goals. So you're talking about like one man, just I don't know if it's one man, but no. Uh, you know, Ruben Diaz is, is, is an 18-goal difference, a 15% bettering or 50% bettering of your defense um, in, in one year. Um, but mm-hmm. it's also the fact that Pep saw this because he's, he's not 28, he's not 30, he's not 37 like Tiago Silva uh this guy has so much ahead of him that um it really does come back to me that he just does not need to play his best to be the best defender in the world right now and I don't think we've seen his best yet this year exactly I agree with you I agree with you a lot and even before he went to to Man City he had a Euro yeah he won a Euro Mm -hmm. he won a Nations League for Portugal so he was already at 23. He was repping titles for Portugal at center back and being the best player in defense. Yeah. So, uh, how am I going to justify that Juven Diaz is my number one? Okay. First of all, <laughs> after the injury of Virgil Van Dyke, there was a, a period of time that nobody was touching close to Juven Diaz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody. It was touching close to Ruben Diaz last season in the Premier League. And that's the reason why 
he won the player of the season. It was the first time a defender won the Premier League uh, player of the season. Ruben Dias got it. Okay. So with that, if he's maintaining that level of being the best player of the season, I can't put him out. Right. Okay. So I'm waiting for the <laughs> for the other lion of that's Virgil van Dijk to take him off. Okay, the throne because right now Ruben Dias is number one, right. and I mind to say he was always a leader. Okay, and Ruben Dias comes to that Man City uh, defense as a leader. One player did change the Man City defense. The most vocal player, the most aggressive player, and that one that leads that leads by example. Ruben Dias at Man City, the best center back. And, and, you know, this is no disrespect to Benfica in any way, shape or form, but the fact that he kind of seamlessly transitioned from, you know, Liga Nosh, or I'm sorry, Liga, what is it, Win, Win Liga now? B-Win. B-Win. Yeah. Oh, it's not Win. Oh. Okay. Uh, from from that to, to the Premier League, uh, that seamlessly uh, and right away mm-hmm. ingrained his leadership qualities at, at a young age, too. Uh, brought it in there and just expected it of every one of his teammates, whether it was Cancelo or whether it was, uh, you know, Americ Laporte or any one of these guys, he brought mm-hmm. that, that defense together. Um, that, that alone is just yeah. incredibly, incredibly impressive. And, and to be honest, it's almost like moving uh, Van Dyke from Southampton to Liverpool. Exactly. He same, did that same Premier League, but it's, it's such a jump in level that I, I'm, I'm just so impressed by that. So, uh, all right. Well, I'm going to round up my top five. Uh, okay. I, I picked, so this is my current five top five. So it was okay. Milan Skriniar at five. It was Antonio Rudiger at four, Virgil van Dijk at three, uh, Kaladu Kulabali at two and Ruben Diaz at one. Okay. Okay. And my, my five is Rafael Varane, number five, number four, Tiag Silva, number three, Marquinhos, number two, Virgil van Dijk. And number one, Uchapaj Hubendiyish. There you go. So there you go. There well, you go. Well, I'd like to mention the snubs, though. Yeah. Because there's a lot of center back snubs. So you got Christian Romero. Yes. Okay, which was yeah. the best player in Serie A last season. Yep. Then you have Lucas Hernandez. But yep. okay, like he's still a big center back in, at Bayern. You got, we got Jules Conde, yes. Sevilla. Yeah. That, that is another player I got, that we didn't mention. I got Eder Militão. Yep. Camadri. So, yeah. That although was a, although a I think uh, Militao and uh, Real Madrid just may have lost their second. I don't know. I, I didn't check the score yet, but they lost to Sheriff midweek. That was uh, ooh, interesting. Yeah. But I got to throw one out there. I got to <laughs> okay. throw one out there. Uh, and I honestly believe he should be on, for me, he's like number five on my peak form list. He's also mm. probably right around number five on my current form list. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit. And this is Jose Maria Jimenez. Atletico. Yes. Uh, I mean, he, he's a young, young, still young center back, 26, yes. 25. Um, he's been there for, mm-hmm. uh, he is one of the keys to, to um, Simeone's defense. Um, and, 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 and Atleti has only shown us that, that they, uh, they start with defense first when it comes down to it. And uh, Jimenez has been absolutely vital um, to that. And, and he's been there a while now, right? He's True. been there. Long like time. Uruguayan players tend to be underrated, if you know, just like sure. a lot of, even Valverde at Real Madrid. A player at Real Madrid is underrated, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> You're that's a Goron. <laughs> that's it's it's weird. I don't know why it's. Oh, I thought but, you were uh, gonna throw some Darwin like, Nunes uh, propaganda. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about him later. I'm gonna talk. So if there's any center back that you feel like we should have mentioned, please mention in the comment section down below. Like the video if you want more top five lists. Okay, so we know you really enjoy them. And so yeah, next topic. Yeah, well, I can already see envision the the John Stones is golfing. Um, Harry Maguire. Uh -huh. No, I'm joking. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, I, I I don't I don't mean to disrespect John Stones because he's he's been he's always good too. It's just uh, come well, on. Yeah. Well, I don't want to disrespect Harry Maguire too, but it's it's just. <laughs> uh, so the next topic is kind of I'm gonna call it a game. Okay, it's the first, and it's I think it's going to be one of the best games that we're going to have on the show. Because <laughs> I want this to be reoccurring. Sure. Okay? And this is the start, bench, sell. We're going to yes. name three players, and we're going to say, who do we start, who do we bench, and who do we sell? I feel like I'm Why on a game do show. I think this is really good? Because if there's some player that we feel isn't mentioned enough, and we feel is better than a player that is very mentioned, we're going to put him bench and not sell. Okay? So... Yeah. It's a, it's a very good topic for you guys to listen to. And so you want to get it started? Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm on a game show, um, <laughs> except there's no prize. The only thing we're going to get is absolute and utter hatred. Well, we'll, 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 know the, we'll know the prize like in five years' time who's right. So Ooh, that's I'm, true. I'm hyped that's about true. that. I'm All right, so, that. so let's start with one of the hardest ones, right? Mm. Um, and, and I'm going to pose it to you first. Uh, because I want to send you into the arena uh, before myself. Um, and if you survive, maybe I'll step in too. Um, we're going to do start bench cell with Vinicius, mm. Ansu Fati, mm. and Mason Greenwood. Oh, <laughs> that's really hard. Okay, I'll start. Good I'll luck. start. Good luck. I'll start. I'll start. Okay, I'll start with who else? Yeah, I'll just say it. Okay, I'll start. With Anzu Fati. Why do I start with Anzu Fati? He's the youngest everything in the world right now. That's okay, true. He's the, not the youngest because of Yusufa Makoko appearing in the Champions League. But everything else, <laughs> Anzu Fati is. And honestly, Breton, yeah. I feel like getting the number 10 for Barcelona mm -hmm. is going to be huge for Anzu Fati. And just seeing what his family, after he scored the goal coming off the bench and seeing the impact it has to his family yeah. you can see this player he's this is everything for him football is everything for Anzu Fati so I'll start with him I'm gonna bench Mason Greenwood okay why will I bench Mason Greenwood because I think Mason Greenwood of the three is a Ballon d'Or potential player too Okay, oh. and I think he's ahead of Vinicius a bit. Wow. Be yeah, because I feel like the big problem I have with Vinicius that is getting better this season, guys, okay, is the finishing. And that's the best thing with Greenwood, okay? The problem with Mason Greenwood is he's very selfish still playing. I yeah. notice it, okay? And that's good if you w he wants goals, but it can be bad if it's too much. So with experience and time, I feel like Mason Greenwood was going to be a Ballon d'Or worthy player if everything goes right. So I start with Fati, I bench with Mason Greenwood, and I sell with Vinicius. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, that was hard, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you ready for mine? Because uh, yeah, let's go. 
it doesn't look like you got slaughtered yet in the arena. So uh, I'm going to throw myself out there as the sacrificial lamb here. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to start. Oh, no. I'm going to start Vinicius. Okay. Okay. In, in, in my opinion, and maybe it's the lens that you and I look at at things in, you know, I always look at current form. Um, maybe that's a recency bias that needs to go away. That's probably why I'll never make it as like a scout or a coach. But uh, I think the kid has turned a corner um, and he's, he's really just scraping this. It's weird to say after 90 plus games for Real Madrid that he's just scraping the surface of his talent. Um, but I, I think we, we talked about it last week, the Ancelotti, Ancelotti, Ancelotti um, love and confidence and, and showing of, of, of really just trying to have him play to his strengths is, is working. Um, and I think he's really clicking around mm -hmm. Benzema and he's got, you know, Valverde Cruz is back. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's got some really good support. So he's in the best place. And the funny thing is you actually put it nicely. He's trying mm -hmm. to fend off competition from somebody who's not even there yet. Mm -hmm. That's killing Mbappe, right? Exactly. He has won more take-ons, okay, from a uh, from a percentage standpoint than Kylian Mbappe this season. Arguably against, and I don't think this is arguably, but against better competition, right? La Liga competition yeah. versus Liga own competition. Um, and I think he's basically showing that it's time to put up or shut up, and, and he's ready to put up. And, and we'll see because it's a long season. But that's why I start Vinicius. I'm going to bench on Sufati. Okay. Okay. Mainly because, yeah, you're right. Number 10, Barcelona, a little worried about mm -hmm. injuries. Uh, obviously has an immense future ahead, but hey, come on. You know, I, I want somebody that's really doing it right now versus um, somebody that was doing it last season that's got to make his way back to form. He's young, which comes mm -hmm. with, with great potential, but also maybe too much responsibility for number 10. Yeah. I mean, Emile Smith-Rowe has the 10 right now, and it hasn't existed exactly lit a you know fire under his butt he's been good mm -hmm. but not mm -hmm. number 10 worthy okay yes. and sell mason greenwood for me um and and you already hit on i know it is it, and i hate to do this a couple days after his birthday uh and i'm sure he's like watching this and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna hurt this person no he's not watching this but certainly capable uh, as an individual of, of winning a game, of, of doing just amazing things on the field. Um, obviously, we're, we're taking three phenomenal players and, and just making mm -hmm. drama where there is no drama. But if I were him, I'd be attaching myself to the hip of Cristiano, who mm -hmm. is like the number one selfish team player that I can think mm -hmm. of. You know, you need a degree of selfishness when that you play true. football, right? Um, but the amount of times that I've seen him force a shot this season when – Bruno's trailing or, or, or Ronaldo is even wide open, right? You mm -hmm. could argue in an offside position, whatever. Um, he fits a team of individuals right now, but he doesn't fit a team team. And there's, there's a little bit of a difference there. And he's only 20, so he's probably going to grow into it. But as of right now, based on taking these three, I would sell Mason Greenwood and I'd sell him for a nice chunk of change and invested on extending uh, Ansu Fati's contract. There you go. <laughs> that was a good start bench sell to start. So Oof. we're going to mention the three players for the second one. And they leaked. Okay. Bastoni and Upamecano. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, you want me to start here? I do. I do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start the one that for me I've seen the best. Okay. And it's the player. I I've said he's the, the 
is the one of the only generational talents in my opinion in form at a young age at 22 at Delict. I start Delict. If I have a chance I start Delict. Any team, okay? I really like Delict a lot because it's the type of player you've seen him since he's started at Ajax being a captain, a leader, and now he's having a tough time at Juventus, but I do know that he'll be worthy of a start in the future because he'll come back stronger. Uh I will Bench Upamecano because right now Upamecano is the best center back at Bayern. Okay, he's playing better than Sula and Lucas Hernandez. It's clear. He's he's very dominant. He's was he's he's fitting very well with Julian Nagelsmann at the same time at Bayern. So I do think long term. But we did the top five center backs. We might be mentioning Upamecano in two three years. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'll put him for bench. Sell. It hard, it's hard for me to say Bastoni sell because Bastoni for me is my favorite center back at Serie A. Okay? And I know it's hard for you to believe if I'm actually selling him, but that just shows how, how good Upamecano and Delict are, in yeah. my opinion. But Bastoni is the best center back passing like of these three. He's yeah. better than Delict and Upamecano passing. It's, it's, he's a different class. The vision... Like the awareness, he's a much better player. So <laughs> I start the league, bench with Americano, sell Bastoni. It, it's, so that, 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 is, that is tough, you know. It is very tough. Um, I, I actually disagree. I mean, I disagree mm. all across the board with everything you just okay. kidding. No, there, there are elements <laughs> of truth. I agree Bastoni is the best passer, uh, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I, also I also agree uh, or disagree mm -hmm. Um I love Delig's uh, uh, verve, his excitement, his uh, mm -hmm. his uh, influence. Right, I, I think he's a little bit overshadowed right now at Juventus. He's starting to kind of come out of that shadow, and I don't know, but we haven't seen his true, true, true form for a long period of time yet at Juventus. True. Okay, so you might see where I might be going with this. Uh, uh, I see it. I think that uh, Deod Upamecano is a freak of nature. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think if you want a guy on the field that can do it all, for the most part, you have to start him. Okay, so Upa Makano is my number one. Uh, my number two, my bench is Alessandro Bastoni because there's only one Syria defender here that has a. Uh, well, I'm sorry. There's only one Syria defender here that basically knocked Juventus off of its perch, right? That's and and Bastoni is is a guy that I could see like a Carlo Ancelotti getting uh, him at Real Madrid uh, to fuel his future uh, if he stays there long. I don't know, but like he's one of those guys that you know that he can unlock the ability to essentially lead a team uh, for years and years and years to come. Okay, so uh, so you sell the league. So I sell the league currently, and it hurts. It hurts. Uh, you know, that, that, that video that we posted a while back, right, of him, like, leading the chance at Ajax is like, a, what was that, 17-year-old? Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know I if it's... You, though. I, I don't know you. if He it's, needs to leave Juventus. Yeah, I don't know if it's Syria or, yeah, what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if the, in this take, like, if we can end this take, like, these three, like, Delic needs to leave for him to be really, like, the one. Yeah, so so for me, start Upa Makano, bench Bastoni, and uh, sell the league, and it hurts to do so. But again, I'll get a pretty penny. I'll get a pretty penny, and I'll, I don't know. <laughs>
Upa Mekano, that's not bad for years to come. So there you go. He's just so... a freak of nature, man. And, and <laughs> he is. I, I mean, I don't think he gets talked about enough. Of course, he's prone to the, the mistake, but he's a wall. He's mm-hmm. a wall. He's a young. He's young. Uh, obviously, all these mm-hmm. guys are young. Um, but but he has properties that Bastoni doesn't have and Delig doesn't have, and they'll never have. They will mm-hmm. never have the strength, the speed, the um, the ability uh, to. I mean, he we know he, he he's prone to becoming Franz Beckenbauer uh, in the Libero <laughs> role every now and again, uh, pushing yep. forward. But like he's just a really uh, solid, fun player to watch and to build a defense around. It's just whether or not you have the the compliments around. He tends him. to risk. He tends to risk. That's true. Yes. That's, yep. that's 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 that is nice. So the three players, the next, the next three players to start bench cell. So Chiesa, yeah. Doku, and Sancho. Do you want to start here? Sure, sure. Um, this is this is a little off the cuff because I, uh, we, you know how both you and I have an affinity for Jeremy Doku as a person because he's just mm-hmm. a really nice guy. Um, and when when he's on point and healthy, uh, mm-hmm. just very very good um very young so he's gonna he's gonna make his way ahead uh moving forward uh but i'm gonna start chiesa because euro come on euro 2020 uh he's already he's stepping up for juventus as we saw this past week um i just he's he's a leader he i really really just enjoy watching him play and i wish i had more specifics more stats to kind of support that but i didn't i didn't uh i didn't do my mm-hmm. homework well enough uh before this but but off the cuff, Federico uh, Chiesa for sure start bench is Jaden Sancho. Um, once again, I feel like Jaden Sancho is kind of playing in a team that is not the team that Dortmund was, mm-hmm. right? This is a team of individuals, as we've mentioned. I didn't mean to mention it this many times, but ha- as we've mentioned previously at Manchester <laughs> United, and I think even oh, yeah. <laughs> Sancho is of the flair and of the dribbling and of the you know, taking risks and taking men on and opening up a whole lot of openings for others. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't gotten a chance yet at United and the, the system is not there for him currently. So mm-hmm. Jaden Sancho, I bench until we fire Solskjaer and bring in somebody else. Uh, and then I'm going to sell Doku currently, currently. Um, I, I honestly do believe you check back in six months, we'll be saying something completely different here mm-hmm. because we all know what Doku is completely um, uh, capable of. But uh, I gotta, I gotta sell. I gotta sell. So I agree with you. I'm gonna start agreeing with you with the start Chiesa, because okay. in my opinion, Chiesa is a top three under 23 player in the world. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. discussion, no cap, no nothing. Chiesa is top three. Okay, so a legend already because he won the Euros. He's one of the catalysts of winning the Euros for Italy. Mm-hmm. So I feel it's clear. That what's going to happen at Jvinch is rebuild time and rebuild around Chiesa. So I'm going to start Chiesa. So bench. I'm going to say Jeremy Doku bench. Uh, because you said it. I feel like maybe in five years time we're going to be saying Doku and Sancho. And I'm going to go bold. I think Doku might be the one that's going to be a better player. Yeah, yeah, I really believe in Doku because he's got the end product. No, he's got a end product, not the one. In future, I believe he's going to improve it a lot more. Uh, but dribbling-wise, he's already near, near perfect. Yeah. Okay? At 19. And dribbling-wise, if you're near perfect already, you just need to improve in the other aspects. And I see him. He, he costs $27 million. 
to Statren coming from Anderlecht. We both knew that he was a baller at Anderlecht, but seeing it happen in Liga gives me even more guarantees. Sure. So I'm going to bench him yeah. and I'm going to sell Sancho. And you said it. I'm going to sell Sancho until I see a different Sancho this season. And <laughs> I'm not very hopeful. I'm not very hopeful because the assists, he's not going to have the same impact. The goals, the goals are going to go to Christian. They're going to go to Mesa Greenwood. They're going to go to Brun. They're not going to go to Sanch. Because at Dortmund, it was a two-man team with Holland and Sanch. Yes, you had Torgen Hazard, but it's not the same, okay? It's different types of responsibility. And I think Sancho has a lot of expectations for his roles. And it's not going to go too well long-term, I think. Okay? Oh. I hope this changes. And for that to change, you need a new <laughs> manager. Okay? So, I'm starting Chiesa, benching Doku, and I'm selling Jaden Sancho. I mean, see, that, that, that's the interesting thing there is, yeah, Sancho, it was, it was him and Holland as leading men right in the show if you will mm -hmm. uh and everybody else is the supporting cast um and the interplay between holland and sancho i don't think has been replicated yet right mm -hmm. i mean jude jude and Elena has had but none of them had the chemistry that when sancho was on form and holland was on form at, at dortmund yeah it was just a beautiful thing to watch um and unfortunately you go to united and now you've got ronaldo you've got greenwood who plays mm -hmm. like a leading man although he's not a leading man you've got uh You've got Sancho, uh, you've got Brun, uh, Bruno, uh, but you've got a lot of guys that um, the, the what is it, the headliner is getting very uh, crowded uh, for United and you need to feed all those those players. So I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think I agree with you with Sancho that yeah. I would love to see it change, um, but I don't yet have hope that that is going to, um, that is going to happen. So um, you want to pick the, the last start bench and so? Yeah, I'm going to make your head spin. You ready? Oh, damn. <laughs> um, I mean, we have, we have like a couple more, but we're going to try and do this like once a month or something. We'll, we'll figure out a, 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 a cadence uh, with which to do this with. But I got to go with, okay, Florian Verts, Jamal Musiala, and Rayon Cherky. You want me to start here? Yeah, that's, that's why I left the dramatic pause there, because oh, I need you no, to start. Man, That's why I'm like thinking. I got here in my notes, but I don't want to put out there Virts second in anything, okay? Because uh, Virts right now is the number one cam in form under 20 in the world. I'm saying that, but I'm going to put him number two. I'm going to start Jamal Musiala. Oh, why yeah. am I going to start Jamal Musiala? Well, who knows Jamal Musiala? There's a reason why there was such a big deal with who he was picking, England or Germany. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal because this guy is a generational talent, Jamal Musiala. And he went to Bayern Munich because he's going to sharpen his attributes and be the best that there is. I believe Jamal Musiala is going to be one of the best German players long term, like in five years, six years. He's going to be the key player, one of the icons. Wirtz yeah. and Musiala. But I think Musiala is going to be a little bit ahead, considered ahead. So I'm going to start Jamal Musiala, a future Germany and Bayern legend, which I, I wouldn't be surprised too if Wirtz, which is the player that I bench, would go to Bayern Munich in the future. Oh my. Okay, that'd be madness if Bayern would get Wirtz and Musiala in the same generation, okay? They would be yeah. dominating European football. 
and I am gonna sell. Um, uh, help me out. It was Shirky. Uh, Shirky. Yeah. Ryan Shirky. If you, if it was a year ago, I put Ryan Shirky number one. I, I was so hyped up with him. Like the, the sauce, the skills. He's, he is cold. Okay, guys. Like if you like cold, brazy ballers, guys, watch Ryan Shirky. But he has dipped a bit. Okay. And compared to Musiala and Wirtz, he he's he's a bit he's I don't consider him at the same level right yeah. now. So I'm gonna sell him. I mean, he hasn't forced his way into a Leon team that I, I feel like is just screaming mm-hmm. for a top form Brown Cherokee to come in. And uh, and you know, this isn't this isn't Jamal Musiala trying to fight into a Bayern. This is mm-hmm. a team that generally plays its I mean, hell, their their nickname is what, Legon? Right, the, yeah. the, the kids. So, but Paqueta's been like yeah. a baller too. Hey, he person. has been. Like, he Paqueta has been. has been. But there's plenty of time to go around for this kid, uh, or and mm-hmm. there's plenty of time ahead for him to obviously move up. But um, I think we're in. A, we're both in agreement that Cherokee mm-hmm. uh, is getting sold here. Um, but yeah, fundamental disagreement between currently Florian Verts, <laughs> Verts, Verts, sorry, uh, and Jamal Musiala. Um, but I do understand the big difference. And it's like Florian Virts has taken on a leadership role for, for Bayer Leverkusen, right? And um, is setting records along the way, Bundesliga records. Funnily enough, he's beating records that Kai Havertz uh, set before him um, in many ways. And I also read somewhere, and it could be false, could be, you know, uh, whatever, propaganda for Barcelona. But I read somewhere that he really would like to play for Barcelona in the future. That's, mm-hmm. that was always a dream of his as a kid. And I, and then I got thinking like, oh man, could you imagine a Virts, Pedri, Ansu Fati trio? Like ushering in, yeah, ushering in Gavi and uh, hell, you got some defensive uh, pieces you want to keep like Ronaldo Rajo. But mm-hmm. ultimately I could not go past Virts. I, I have to start Florian Virts right now. I have to bench Jamal Musiala. And I have to sell around Cherokee. But the funny thing is I understand, you know, Musiala is playing not a leading role, but he's playing just phenomenally this supporting role, this, this boost of energy uh, for, for Bayern, uh, for a team that very clearly is in the running for a champions league title this year Mm -hmm. uh, versus Florian Virts taking a team. And uh, I, I mean, what is it? It's like in 440 minutes, he's got 10 goal involvements already this year, like six goals, four assists or something. It's yeah. unbelievable what he's doing there, but, but one is very different than the other. Okay. So I, it, it will be interesting when Virts makes that next move, right. Which will likely happen. Um, mm-hmm. How, how he uh, takes to it, right. How he is able to embrace it. Whereas Musiala has broken through at one of the, hardest places to do so and that's well, Bayern Munich well so, quick question you think like he'll stay at Leverkusen next season no I don't okay because no. I, 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 mean, I did see more. a lot of news it's a yeah. two years project blah 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 but I I agree with you I don't think they'll they'll have the I don't think that the Sharks will want him right now I believe I, I agree I agree the Sharks will want him right now so I got a US sorry. one just really quickly uh, I have <laughs> to throw it to you and I wanted to surprise you before we move on you know, um, I don't need any <laughs> rationale. I don't need anything. But I, I just want to know where your head lies with uh, you know, with my national Reina. team. Okay. Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, mm-hmm. Weston McKenney, Tyler Adams. You can start two, bench one, sell one. 
Do you want? Oh, I can start two. Yeah. Well, I have to start Pulisic because Pulisic is the catalyst to the the youth okay. and to everything that's happening, in my opinion, okay. in the U.S. But uh, in terms of importance to the national team, I'm going to put Weston McKinney. And I, I may, I might, I might get a lot of harsh comments, but I honestly think he's the engine of the national team when I see them play. And like Reina, long term is going to be a stud. But yeah. I'm picking those two, like Pulisic and McKinney. Tyler Adams, I know you're a big fan, but I, I, liked, I liked what I saw at Juventus with McKinney. So, yeah. Wow. All right. There you go. Okay, that's good. That's, <laughs> well, next time you can uh, you can test my knowledge on uh, Portuguese players. There but you I, like, go. I so, like that. I mean, Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney, in my opinion, what I'm trying to get here mm-hmm. is uh, for the future of this team, um, especially if we actually could ever one day be a World Cup contender, which is far off, right? Uh, Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney are going to play a very large role in that, right? And I feel like yeah. more so than a Pulisic and more so than a Reyna because I feel like there will be others that come in mm. and do that role. But uh, let's, cool. Let's see. Let's and see, that's let's that, see. man. End it for us. So if you guys enjoy the start bench sell segment, please put in the comments down below and like the video and go subscribe to the, to the SC wonder kid channel. And even so, better. So we know you really enjoy the stuff. Yeah. Even better. Give us three that you exactly. think we should do and we'll pick yours and maybe even name drop you in the next, uh, next exactly. podcast. If, if you give us three players that we feel are worthy for a start bench. cell, maybe next podcast we'll do the start bench. cell, and maybe. we say, we'll, we'll say who comment that. So that's a good idea right there. Yeah. So going to the next topic, it's the Wonder Kids highlights. It's it's a consistent topic. And just, just so the listeners know what's happening with the youth around the globe. So I'd like to start with a very different take, okay? Uh-oh. And <laughs> you know where I'm going. Uh-oh. And I am going to praise Arsenal, okay? Because yeah. I am seeing two players that, in my opinion... Yes, I Tomeyasu, okay, was Dubai. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is the secret sauce in that Arsenal defense. <laughs> the right back slot, like now we're really exposing Hector Bellerin, guys. Okay. We're seeing how bad Hector Bellerin has been in the past few years defensively. Because Tomeyasu likes to have the role in the middle and he is very comfortable for the attack part of a tyranny just go crazy on that on that left and even Asaka just the overall defense looks different with Tomayasu there. I agree okay and I want to mention Ramsdale okay I don't think he's a better keeper in between the post than Leno but overall for Arsenal I think I feel Ramsdale is a better keeper okay passing abilities better than Leno and vocal okay he's very vocal on the pitch and it's the truth is a lot of the problem that Arsenal had defensive wise was organization mm-hmm. and having a vocal keeper saying where to go is very important for this yeah. case. So I mean, Tomeyasu and, Ars- uh, and Ramsdale, I, I got a praise. And I just want to mention to end this, it's actually very bad to rely on the youth to be the, the catalysts of change at the club. Okay. Emil Smithrow and Saka are leading Arsenal's future and present, okay, right now at such a young age, okay? And that speaks level. Yeah, I mean, I think Saka was probably the only positive, uh, and Ramsdale was only the only positive you could take out of that Brighton game the other day. But 
I, I mean, stats sometimes don't and lie. Tomiyasu. Uh, uh, Tomiyasu. And Tomiyasu. And Tomiyasu. And Gabrielle. Um, yeah. But, but uh, stats sometimes don't lie. And uh, let's see, they've conceded one goal, I think, mm-hmm. in, in five Ramsdale appearances. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's not him maybe making saves, but maybe they're, they're blanking attacks that they, should, they should be blanking, right? And now they just need to get the other stuff moving along so <laughs> hey there there are positive signs for gunners ahead and uh when when you hit the bottom sometimes uh sometimes it's pretty hard to go lower right so um uh, we we i think ramsdale is a it's a good shout that's a good one well i'm gonna throw i'll stay in the premier league and i'm gonna throw out there trevo uh chalaba 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 yeah mm-hmm. uh all i gotta say is watch out ramalu lukaku Okay, you know, only Lukaku has more Premier League goals than Chalaba does this season. Uh, and I'm, I'm he's a center of our guys, <laughs> obviously kidding. Um, but it's important to remember like that, that, that back post goal that he scored mm-hmm. versus Southampton, where he just kind of cleaned yes. it up, right? It was the product, I believe, of a corner he won. Could be wrong mm-hmm. about this, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. No, it was, it from, was from slaloming through Southampton's defense and winning that corner uh, and that led eventually to his goal. And I just like it because he's improving on the fly. Um, and, and Tuchel, obviously he's making the fact that this whole Jules Conde thing broke down mm-hmm. uh, the transfer and all that stuff. I mean, he's, he's making everybody say, well, listen, look at me, you know, I, <laughs> I, I can do this. I can do this job. And um, he's just been a lot of fun, fun to watch for them, obviously with it, and we've seen this through and through with Chelsea Academy players. Uh, there's just a, a fire and excitement for the club um, that you you can feel. You can feel when they take the pitch, and, and Chalaba is certainly one of those. So uh, we'll see if it continues, but uh, it's, it's yes, looking good. I agree good. with you. A lot Chelsea Academy, a lot of players are developing there. And it's interesting that it just shows that surround yourself with better players. You're going to be a better player. Like they're bringing in the world's best youngsters, Chelsea, and they're improving the players that were there. Okay, Mason Mount was there, Shaloba was there, Loftus-Cheek was there, Tsunodoy was there, and competing against these top players coming from other academies, sure, improve them. This is an underrated fact. Okay, if, in my opinion, that Chelsea develops the the academy by upping the level in in it. Okay, so. Not my Wonder Kid highlight. It's the way I started the pod. I was mentioning, come on, Felix. Okay? He may not score an assist, but who watched that that clean, that clean butchering that Felix did at Barcelona, okay? Starting every attack that led to go, okay? And there was even a clear assist that Suarez, I don't know how you missed that, but... Jean Felix yesterday was the best player, in my opinion, on the pitch against Barcelona. Okay, he was so good, magical, magical. And I'm gonna go bold here. He's gonna happen. He is gonna be in form. That match against Barcelona gave me a lot of answers that I needed. Last podcast, I was, I was begging for him to show up, and that's the sign. Okay, Felix gave me the sign I wanted. Jean Felix, watch out. He was he yesterday yeah and that, that that's not hyperbole he was very very good um and it, it just uh, you know you and i talked about this a little bit before but watching that at let to go game mm-hmm. um 
Luis Suarez and and uh, Antoine Griezmann had like this 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 <laughs> subtle smile on their face the whole game. Just I don't know if there was it it, it was tough it was tough to watch right because Barcelona mm-hmm. does not look like the Barcelona of old. Uh, we covered this last week and it's continued uh, with no signs of stopping anytime soon. But this is True. It, it feels like the crumbling of uh, of an empire. Um, because what they lost three zip midweek and then they lost mm-hmm. two zip over the weekend. So not only that, you have Barcelona built on uh, no goals. Yeah, the efficiencies of an offense and eesh, not getting it done. Which brings me to my wonder kid. Mm-hmm. I like Gabby. I think he's mm-hmm. one of the best in Barcelona's uh, academy. Right, coming yeah. up. I think it's too early to call him up. I mean, come on, calling him up to Spain. I don't care if it was just. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Pure bias. But it feels a little pr- premature. It sounds like you obviously agree with me. Um, yeah. He's hasn't had the same impact as a Pedri or an Ansu Fati when, he, no. when he's come in, um, nor should you expect the 17 year old to have that every time he comes yeah. in. It's an honor for him to get that. But like, what's wrong with Carlos, uh, Carlos Soler, right? What's wrong with Brahim Diaz doing really phenomenal things for AC Milan? Oh, like, away. Brahim Diaz didn't get called up. I, I don't think he did. I, now oh. Your response makes me feel like I have to check, though. I, I didn't see him, but I might have missed him. That, that is so uh, bad that but, they're calling up Gavi ahead of Brahim Diaz. Yeah. That uh, just shows, like, you're going to perform in Serie A, no one sees you? Yeah. It's, hmm, it's tough. I, I feel the same with Tomori, too. Like, to mm-hmm. be honest, I just hope that doesn't happen to Tommy Abraham, okay? Performing in a Serie A and then, then call, that, not getting calling, called up for England. But, yeah. oh, that was bad, Raheem Diaz. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't see him. He's not he's not on here. That is That was a well-spot mistake there, Breton. Oh. But, well, yeah, well, nothing well, against yeah. Gabi because this has yeah, kids. No, 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 yeah. But he's done sure. nothing to warrant a call. Come Nothing. on, if he was in the under-21 team at 17, that's worthy of being said. Sure. Okay? So, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 you're right here. I think you're spot so, on, Bretton. Yeah. I think you're spot yeah. on, Bretton. Wow. So, Got to bottle I'm, that I'm... up. Alex, you're spot on. I like it. <laughs> so, I'm going to go here with my last mention of the Wonder Kids highlights. And that I'm going to mention two Portuguese players that this weekend yeah. were very, very nice. And they're two players that play in a the same position and that's Daniel Bragança Daniel Bragança at Sporting and mm. Vitinha at Porto okay both love to have the ball at their feet and love to dictate the tempo very secure okay that's what I love about Vitinha and Daniel Bragança both of them ball keeping capability with the ball at their feet you can't mm. take it off okay so it's good to see that now the Portuguese teams are betting more on in their youth Okay, it's a bit a consequence of Corona mm-hmm. because truth is not every team is like the Premier League. Okay, not every team can afford to just get 80 million in a season. Befica, they afford last season, but look, they, they didn't spend too much this season. So uh, it was it's just overall really nice to see that. And seeing the bet the bet to invest in Portuguese youth players, it's it's very good. And I do yeah. see Fabio Vieira and Vitinha and Romário going very very far at Porto so Olival come on trust them so there you go yeah and uh, you've been that's kind of been a recurring thing oh, you've yeah. said about Porto and that they haven't trusted their their youth products as of late and it, 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 that's a good development that 
you know, Vitinha and uh, it's, True. it's it's getting. It's and I forgot to mention Mateus Nunes. Thank God, ainda bem escolheste Portugal. That's good that you picked Portugal, okay? <laughs> he's lived here since he's 12, and even he's he's even got a mixed Portuguese accent with Brazilian. So like, I'm it's very nice to see that. He really wants to represent Portugal, and I'm very, very hyped with him. I like him. One of the best ball conduct conducting midfielders out there. Youngsters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's very good. Uh, and just to, you know, that, that Vitinha thing, I, I really don't understand. Why didn't Wolves execute their option to buy him? I think he's not like a, a player that Lage would think that would, that would go with his style of play. I'd say that'd be the simple way. I think... Laje would rather have a Palinha there instead yeah. of a Vitinha. There. And they tried to get him too, right? They tried to get Palinha. Yeah, but the truth is Palinha is a Man United level player, hmm. not a Wolves level player. Okay, yeah. I'm saying it. João Palinha would go to that Man United team and improve it. Yeah, but Vitinha okay. does seem like one of those players that if you, you know, you drop him into an 11 mm -hmm. in, in the Premier League, he's going to step up his game like immediately. The right 11, though. The, the right, right level. Level. Okay, fair enough. He's yeah. a bit more offensive than Oliver Skip. Okay, mm -hmm. defensive wise, I'd put Oliver Skip ahead, but offensively, Vitinha. I'd compare like that. So, yeah, okay. he's very nice player. Very nice. Good. Player. Good. Well, I, I think uh, I have two quick shout outs, and I won't spend mm -hmm. a long time because I, I think we're we're almost coming up to an hour here. But exactly. I gotta. I think we both can clap to Noah Lang getting his first mm -hmm. call up. I mean, come on. What are you guys? What are you waiting for? Uh, I, maybe maybe you watched his uh, being the best player on the field against what was it Manchester City, uh, uh, doing some the, the normal things he does. In yes, I get it. It's the pro league, um, and it's not the Premier League, but it's he's he's been dominant, right? And he's mm -hmm. a game changer. And you know you can't rely on Memphis to do that for for the Oranha every mm -hmm. time uh, to have a Noah Lang in there, even to bring him in off the bench seems completely normal um and the fact that they're also facing latvia and gibraltar nothing against mm -hmm. our latvian uh, followers or if we got any uh down in the rock um but there you go. uh if he sees the field i expect goals assists more goals more assists uh for noah lang but it's really nice to see him finally get his uh, his chance to shine and it's just one of those things where you just wonder like what didn't Ajax seeing him and I know that there's a lot more complexity to that because they it generate is. so many phenomenal products uh mm -hmm. but I'm so happy to see a guy as uh I mean he commands attention when he's on the pitch so I'm excited to see him uh in the orange uh for the first time not for the first time he's mention, yeah. but my other mention my last mention here is uh I gotta go with an American there's two Americans Gianluca Busio scored his first for uh for Venezia this this uh, week, and he's one of those kids that he has not looked out of place since going to Syria and playing for one of the more challenging teams. Uh, they're going to fight true. relegation, uh, but he he is already essentially running their attack. Um, mm -hmm. So that's encouraging. And then the other one who is a complete and utter, in my opinion, um, uh, unmitigated disaster that he was not. Uh, called up to the national team for this these three games in seven days that we're going to be playing coming up and that's mm -hmm. joe scally who has 18 year old oh, yeah. been playing right and left back for gladbach and scored his first bundesliga goal and has more goals 
more starts in a big top five league uh, than the other person that Greg Berhalter called up, uh, who is a great player too, Shaq Moore, Shaq Moore. But ultimately, Joe Scally should have been called up. I don't care about the uh, familiarity of the team. I don't care about any of that crap. When an 18-year-old has done what he's done and there's no firm substitutions or firm people ahead of him, aside from maybe a Serginho Dest, mm-hmm. he needs to be called up. Because they, they beat Dortmund, didn't they? Like, I think they might have. Yeah, he, 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 he went toe-to-toe, went toe-to-toe with Leroy Sané and Bayern in the cup. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's obviously had his missteps, but he has shown remarkable, um, remarkable it. recovery and remarkable te- uh, uh, tackling ability, the, mm-hmm. the occasional foray forward, um, but just somebody to watch. And that right back, that right back position seems like mm-hmm. it could be locked down for years to come when you, if they all develop correctly, but you've got Dest, you've got Brian Reynolds at Roma, uh, who hasn't played much because Mourinho basically told him he's not that good yet. And uh, Joe Scali at Gladbach. So, We'll see what happens, but I have to shout him out. Yeah, then then he should have been called up. I agree with you there. So if there's any Wonder Kid highlight you think that should have been mentioned, go comment down below, and we'll have a good chat about that. So yeah. last topic, it's the European competitions. Just we're gonna have just a roundup because there's a lot of things that deserve to be mentioned. Yeah. And I'm just gonna start instead of going with the underdogs for starters. I'm gonna start with the youngest like that did history okay this week and we had jude bellingham becoming the youngest player in champions league history to have 10 games played okay so that is a huge huge achievement okay 18 years old and 91 days i got here in my notes so that is a third okay of the year past so a lot to come uh and the youngest the second fact is Karima Deyemi become became the youngest scorer to score a brace. Uh, aye, Karima Deyemi became the youngest player to score a brace in, in the Champions League. Okay, yeah. and this is a player that I said a couple of podcasts previously that I could see him becoming a hundred million transfer player yeah. in the future. Okay, so I'm expecting big things for him. So I just wanted to mention that. Uh, and the funny thing with Adeyemi, what what was it like? Four penalties won in two games, like that's that's got to be some sort of a record. Uh, he's definitely the youngest to do that. But uh, the fact that he's won four penalties, I don't know if he's a he's not a phenomenal flopper, right? He mm-hmm. actually does draw contact because oh, yeah. he's so flighty with the ball. Um, oh, yeah. he, he has less of a um, a low center of a gravity than you know uh, Leo Messi's trunk tree trunks of uh, thighs, but. Adeyemi might go down easier because of that. So uh, for uh, it, it's really, really impressive what he's doing. And, and obviously the, uh, the restacking of the deck that Red Bull Salzburg seems to do every year is working wonders. And Adeyemi is a big part of that. Um, well, I'm going to actually no, not go with a wonder kid here. I'm actually going to say that ridiculous Jekyll and Hyde between PSG losing today versus Stade Rene, but beating Manchester City midweek. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, but I do have to give props where props are due. And that's, it's not Messi. It's not Neymar. It's not Hakimi. It's not Donnarumma. Who, who is the best player for PSG over the last several games? Three. Adrisa Gay. 32-year-old midfielder that used to, I believe, play for Everton, right? Mm-hmm. 
he was the best player on the field for, for all of them. Okay. True. Maybe not all three, but definitely the last two games previous to Manchester city. He was definitely on, in my opinion, the best player on the pitch versus Manchester city. And I know mm-hmm. he's 32, but uh, I, I got to give him some love for that mm-hmm. uh, because uh, he's he's probably going to play a big role for kind of acting as the glue there. I agree. I agree. Very underrated player. And in the midfield, the truth is, Wijnaldum and Verratti do exist. And Idris Aguirre is playing. And against Man City, that's a yeah. big game that just shows the importance that he has. It's true. So that's a very nice, very nice shout out. But for me, the man of the match in that match was Donnarumma. Okay, Donnarumma stepped up massively against Man City. And I did see a lot of people saying, oh, Messi scored. He's he's now back in form. No. Okay. No. It's not because he scored against Man City that that he's not in an uncomfortable situation anymore. Okay. He still is. Okay. Messi is having a very tough time at PSG, guys. That is a fact. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to mention here, Sheriff, man. Come on. Six points, Sheriff. There it Come is. Come on. Moldavia. Okay, that's how we say here in Portugal. Sheriff is going bold and becoming the real sheriff in town. Like, I had to say that fun. (laughs) So, it's, I had to mention this. Like, it's history before our eyes, and I love to see it. I love to see it. Like, a small, a small country. Like, love it. I think, I think the best part of that is uh, one of the goal scorers against Real Madrid. Um, I've, I've heard he's also a part time phys ed teacher, physical education teacher, so gym teacher uh, in go. Moldova. Um, so, uh, hey, you know, he's he's got class tomorrow. <laughs> he had to go to sleep early. He couldn't celebrate that real – no, I, I'm just kidding. But also, I think a big shout-out there. I don't know how to say this last name, so anyone that's mm. Greek, please do – I don't know. Give me a little bit of slack here. <laughs> but the, the 28-year-old goalkeeper, uh, Georgios Athanasiadis. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he stood on his head. He stood on his head for that game. I mean, he was he was absolutely everywhere and doing what he needed to do to get three points, let's say it again, against Real Madrid. <laughs> so absolutely unbelievable that after two games, um, and come on, those of you in the comments section, remember when you were like just saying Sheriff is going to get destroyed, going to get destroyed. Exactly. I, I'm there with you. We all were thinking it in our heads, but then you, then you go, well, that means nobody has been scouting them. Nobody really knows them. Um, and there's always the possibility that they come in and they surprise everybody. And who knows? Maybe their uh, right or left back, Cristiano, the 22-year-old Brazilian that plays for them, maybe he winds up being the best Cristiano in the tournament. <laughs> That's rude. I never have seen that happening, but I like that one. That was a funny one there. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? You never know. Okay, I- I'm going to mention here my Champions League talk. The team that I think might win it, okay, and I having a feeling here that Liverpool yeah. might win the Champions League this Ooh. season. And I'm going to say why. I'm going to say why. The big reason I think Liverpool might win it is because I think Van Dijk is a Ballon d'Or player in discussion and Mo Salah. Mo Salah has woke up this season. Guys, That's true. Okay. <laughs> and I think he's woke up because there's a contract extension coming, okay? Fair and enough. he wants to be the most well-paid player at, at Liverpool when Trent got an extension, Allison got an extension, and Van Dijk got an extension. So, yeah. Liverpool, you got to open up your pockets because Salah, okay, it's it's going to happen. I, th- I think Salah, but if 
just posing this question to you, Bretson. Yeah. In my opinion, if Salah wins the Champions League, he wins the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. I think that if 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 Salah gets a hat trick or he scores or he's the catalyst of winning, they'll win. He wins the Ballon d'Or. What yeah. do you think? I I I think I have to I have to agree with that. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. he's also got eight goals in eight games already, and uh, if he can continue that, um, yeah, yeah, things are things should go uh, go pretty well for him. Um, but then again, you know, Lewandowski has thirteen goals and nine. Holland has yeah. eleven goals and eight. Uh, Karim Benzema has nine goals and nine plus seven assists. So it's it's crowded at the top early in the season but if Salah keeps pace and like you said they win the, potentially win the Champions League and- I'm looking at it that game against Milan a comeback the game against Porto clear win Curtis Jones looks like a totally different player this season yeah. a player that deserves to start I think it can happen okay yeah. I think it can happen well, so. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it because what a what a story that would be and he's just been one of the most consistent players and we have to remember how big it was that Liverpool won the title a couple years ago you know, they didn't do it. I know they spent money, but they didn't do it spending billions and billions. Okay, maybe True. that's an exaggeration. Uh, but but Klopp came in and, and built a team culture, and Salah is the largest, probably him and Van Dyke are two mm-hmm. of the largest reasons why that happened and why, why they continue to be a dangerous team, even with so many injuries and so much craziness last yeah, year. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I like that shout. So I like that shout a lot, Salah. Uh, we yeah, don't give him like, enough love. There's another big shout in the Champions League, and that is, what did Benfica do? Benfica <laughs> proved us right, okay? Benfica <laughs> proved us right. George Zouch, master tactics with two strikers yeah. against Barcelona. Darwin Nunes has three braces in four matches. Yeah. Okay, that is insane. That is, I've told you. Triple the price, Darwin Nunes. 25 million, 80 million. So you might be right, but I, I think the real stars of that that game, and you're probably going to be able to add a little more to this, but uh Julian Weigel and uh Jao Maria in that midfield for them, I think completely boss Barcelona <laughs> and True. and no chance. No chance with those two True. guys running the show. Like Joe Mario is the secret sauce for that Benfica team. He's like the man who makes every pass make sense. Yeah. Like if the ball needs to go through Joe Mario. If it doesn't, the ball doesn't make sense. Like this is, I'll be honest, Georges Zouch has this thing while he can get a, a player that with a normal manager is average with Georges Zouch is three to, f- I'd say five times better. Adrian Silva looked beast with Georges Zouch. Slimani looked different. Gelson Martinez looked different. William uh, there's, there's there's a lot of them, okay, that sure. look different with George Zouche. So it's it's just proves that now Romario is the best player in Portugal right now playing, okay, wow. better than any player in Liga Bwin right now at Benfica. Romario is the best player. Wow, okay? just, and, and that speaks levels. Benfica, they've started. They're like six wins, no losses, right? Yes, yes, they're killing it in, in the league, league. So that that should be a really good race. Uh, mm-hmm. Sporting is gonna do their best to, and I know Porto's not too too far behind but um definitely those yeah. two seem like they're they're primed for a <laughs> a massive uh yeah fight for the title um it's, but yeah that yeah. that's a that's a good good shout and man that do was you have any, that was shocking any lost, I I got one more because okay. you know we talk about Jeremy Doku a lot um mm-hmm. and obviously the the rena- the youthful renaissance that uh Stad Rene 
continues to go through, whether it's giving their prospects a chance or bringing in prospects. Mm-hmm. $27 million for Doku is them paying quite a bit because they expect maybe to sell them later for 90 to 100. But I think one of their biggest ones that in Doku's absence as a real terror on the wing, um, Kamaldin Sulemana has really yeah. filled the gap. He scored his first European goal. I know it's the conference league, but he scored his first European goal midweek. Mm-hmm. And then he, he came out and he assisted uh, against and was probably the best player on the field uh, against PSG in their win, their mm-hmm. two zip win. And this is a, you know, as a 19 year old kid, uh, product of FC North, I'm going to screw it up. FC Norgeland, Norgeland. Yeah. Um, which we love. We love that project <laughs> that they're doing there. Uh, a lot of players come in from Ghana, uh, get what they need in terms of support to, to essentially make the best out of their footballing careers. And we've already seen it with Kudus Mohamed and uh, Kamaldin Sulemana and numerous others. Uh, but Suleiman, I did not expect Kamaldin to come in and be able to kind of take a leadership role uh, in Saturday. Great to see. Such, such a big, such a big impact, and a wonderful way to end it. So, yeah. episode twenty-three, uh, uh, twenty-four, podcast twenty-four. Here with you guys, listen to it. Peace Six out. months. Six months. <laughs>